If you're watching this channel, it's because you don't enjoy watching the world squander what Christendom built, but you want to do your part. And chances are you've heard me mention a great means by doing just that. Email made by and for Catholics. Check out fide.email. That's F-I-D-E-I dot email. Built for Catholic individuals, families, organizations, and groups. They're private, secure, and of course, they're Catholic. And they're offering two months off on your first year for an annual subscription if you enter the coupon code return to tradition without spaces that's the name of this channel without spaces at check francis the great merciful gave us some more words of wisdom that are really worth looking at in depth he did this on a topic he's actually an expert in i would hazard to guess that there is no greater expert in the personal lived experience about wrath and anger than francis it underscores his mercy his sense of charity or perhaps his lack thereof. We have seen his critique of those who oppose his actions, usually dripping with a sort of venom unbecoming of the office that he's alleged to hold. We've heard this before, of course. He's used the term rigid and pharisaical and all sorts of these other uncharitable terms to describe us. It is, without question, almost a defining feature of his alleged papacy. Francis radiates anger. It's obvious in watching him speak when he talks about divisions in the church. He's usually pretty good at masking what he really thinks, and he wears a mask of humility and kindliness, but that mask has long since slipped. People see through the act. And so this is why he is almost the perfect expert to give this discourse on what he talks about here in this article. So let's go right to it from headline from Catholic News Agency. Pope Francis, wrath is a vice that is pervasive, dark. <sighs> okay, so that truly is a top contender for ironic headline of the year. Francis has more than earned a reputation for being an expert in what anger and wrath are all about. He's got a lot of public, personal experience. Ask, I, you, you, you probably won't get Bishop Strickland to ever admit something like this because he has more humility than I do and more of the humility than others. But the case of Bishop Strickland is a perfect example of wrath. What happened to Cardinal Burke is a perfect example of wrath. What happened to any of the bishops who did not toe the line, and if they disagreed, at least keep their mouth shut, is a perfect example of wrath and his anger and his, his lack of temperance on these things. Francis is truly a world-class expert in anger. One does not tell a cardinal in a private meeting that they will have to pay the market price for their rent in their Vatican apartment. Oh, and by the way, you've also basically going to be losing your pension. Your Vatican apartment, by the way, is your front office. And so, of course, we're going to make you pay the, the market rate for this, which you can't afford now because you have said things to oppose my program. Meanwhile, he does nothing of the same kind to bishops who implement the uh, James Martin blessings in the way that violate what he says was his intent. James Martin, as I just told you yesterday, met privately with the bishops of Ireland, an entire country, after he was he publicly, the day of the implementation of fiducia supplicans, blessed in a way that violates fiducia supplicans, a blessing that violates nature. That's what he did. Those bishops of Ireland reached out to him and met him in private to do this. And yet, James Martin has never been punished for this. Meanwhile, Bishop Strickland has been removed from his office for criticizing Francis. 
the there was a bishop in Puerto Rico a couple of years ago removed from his office for not following the evil dictates of Francis on a variety of topics. There is a list of at least 25 of these bishops who have either been completely fired or forced into early retirement or were given jobs completely beneath their station because they crossed Francis in the wrong way. Truly, the man is an expert in wrath. From the article, quote, Pope Francis dedicated his January 31st general audience to the subject of wrath, characterizing it as a vice that is pervasive and particularly dark. In his opening remarks, the Holy Father observed that wrath is an inherently physical vice, as it is perhaps the easiest to detect from a physical point of view, because one who is consumed by wrath has a particular difficulty in hiding this impulse. You can recognize it from the movements of his body, his aggressiveness, his labored breathing, his grim and frowning expression. In its most acute manifestation, wrath is a vice which that concedes no respite, the Pope said to the faithful gathered in the Paul VI audience hall on Wednesday morning. Aside from its physical manifestations, Francis noted that the vice stems from a perceived injustice suffered, which in turn permits it to be unleashed not against the offender, but against the first unfortunate victim, making it something that destroys human relationships. It expresses the incapacity to accept the diversity of others, especially when their life choices diverge from our own, the Holy Father continued. End quote. See, when Francis talks about diversity, he's not talking about viewpoint or liturgical diversity. He's not talking about traditional conservative Catholics being welcome when he critiques this, when he says he, people are left out of this, uh, left out when you are engaging in wrathful behavior. He's not including us as being people who are unjustly left out. And you have to wonder why that is. Well, of course, we know why that is, because he's trying to remake the church into his image, this synodal church. You know, I have a Francis quote that's one of my favorites. I dug this up because this whole wrath discussion really reminded me of something. And this came from June of 2022. So of American Magazine, at that time, they described what he said here this way. Quote, The number of groups of restorers, for example, in the United States, there are many, is significant, Francis told the editors, according to excerpts published by the Jesuit journal La Civilita Cattolica. Restorationism has come to gag the council, he said, adding that he knew some priests for whom the 16th century Council of Trent was more memorable than the 20th century Vatican II. Traditionalists have become some of Francis's fiercest critics, accusing him of heresy for his opening to divorced and civilly remarried Catholics, outreach to James Martin Catholics, and other reforms. Francis has taken an increasingly hard line against them, reimposing restrictions on celebrating the old Latin Mass and taking specific action in dioceses and religious orders where traditionalists have resisted his reforms. Just last week in a meeting with Sicilian clergy, Francis told the priests that it wasn't always appropriate to use grandma's lace in their vestments and update their liturgical garb to be in touch with current times and follow in the spirit of Vatican II. It is also true that it takes a century for a council to take root. We still have 40 years to make it take root then, he told the editors. End quote. Look, I don't know if the church has another 40 years, but I will tell you this much. Francis knows that he doesn't have 40 years to get this done. The tide is turning against the modernists, against those who accuse us of being wrathful and angry. Yes, traditionalists suffer from anger. Sometimes it's righteous anger. Sometimes we cross the lines and engage in uncharitable critiques and uncharitable activities. We are human after all. And we as traditionalists need to be careful with how we characterize things, and not merely to win the hearts and minds of those who are more regular pew-sitting Catholics who are beginning to wake up to what's going on, but because one day we will stand before our blessed Lord and have to be given account for everything we have said and everything we have done. There is nothing to be gained by losing our soul in this battle. It is something we all need to remember. 
But Francis's words here reek of hypocrisy. Yes, he absolutely, as the alleged pontiff, it's his job to teach the commandments to the faithful. That's part of his job. He has every right to do that. But clearly he doesn't have control of his temper. Not in the way that is needed. Not in the way that is appropriate for his office. It is one of those sorts of situations where that we all need to be very careful of and very aware of. Because at the end of the day, he will preach kindness and mercy and a lack of justice. But what he will do is also be a hypocrite and expose himself as such with his words. Every time he critiques traditionalists, every time he critiques anybody who resists him, and every single time he strips a bishop or a cardinal of the perks of their office or their office entirely, leaving them in early retirement. And in the case of Bishop Strickland, he's not even allowed to reside in his old diocese. The diocese, by the way, that he grew up in, that is where Bishop Strickland is from. He's not allowed to go to his old hometown without the permission of the local ordinary. So spare us this talk of wrath, Francis. Spare us this talk of anger. Because unless you were looking in the mirror when you wrote that, and it's sort of a confessional sort of homily that you were giving, spare us. Because, yes, traditionalists are guilty of sometimes unrighteous anger and a lack of charity. We're all guilty of it to some degree. But that doesn't mean that we should be lectured on this either by someone who tries to leave bishops homeless. What do you think about this story? I'm curious. Is Francis a world-class expert in wrath and anger? Is he someone who is really telling more about himself than anybody else when he gives these sorts of lectures? I'm curious what you think about this. So let me know in the comments, please. And hit like and subscribe if you haven't. It certainly does help. So to sharing this on social media. That helps a lot too. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.